Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. He was in New Orleans for the scoring fest that the 49ers and the Saints had. Not surprised by the Niner win. Surprised by the final score. I just didn't see a 90-point show being put on under the dome today. Uh, here to give us the details of the 49ers ending up on top of that scoring fest from the Barrier Area News Group. Dieter Kurtenbach joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Dieter? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Appreciate you coming on board. Um, My pleasure. The 49ers have won now 11 times so far this year, including 8-0 to start the season, uh, and some pretty impressive and, you would think, emotional games. This game played out the way that it did. You were in the locker room. You've been in the locker room after all of the wins this year. How did this compare to any of the other wins was it the most of them were they the most psyched was it no this is business as usual because they've gotten to a certain level what was the locker room like after the game i'll say this there was a general giddiness as there is after all wins it, it didn't feel like any sort of elation um this team has remained incredibly even keeled to the point of almost like detriment from my standpoint as someone who has to write i mean they are trying to downplay they're trying to downplay this game this was incredible this is one of the best football games i've ever laid eyes on and it was kind of ho-hum in there all things considered yeah they're excited yeah they had some fun things to say but um they they were not surprised at all by their ability to outduel drew Brees in his home to beat arguably their top nfc rival uh, in the Superdome in front of just a, an absolutely crazy crowd. I mean, I know this is par for the course at the Superdome, but it, it is really, really difficult to play here. One of the true home field advantages in the NFL. Uh, they just weren't shocked at all. So maybe there was a lot of business as usual to steal your words. They, they fully expected to come in here and win. And while how it went down, yes, was surprising. The NFL's arguably their best defense. Didn't look anything like the NFL's best defense today. Maybe that they get a mulligan for that. Maybe uh, they figure out what went wrong in this game and move forward and get back to that level of dominance that they've showed on that side of the ball. But they, they, did, they were not surprised at all that they were able to put up the points that they did against this Saints defense, which is pretty darn good on its own. And I think that says a lot about this team. They've been playing more or less playoff games. At least that's what it feels like going into these games for the last couple of weeks. And uh, they have some scars for sure. But they, they feel like they also have the confidence going into the playoffs that they can take on anybody, even though they're newcomers. You made an excellent point there. You made several, but one specifically I'm going to follow up on. And that's the 49er defense. And yes, if not the best, one of the top three, four, maybe second, there's somewhere, and there's certainly in the top five, and could be the number one overall defense, uh, depending on how you want to rate it, rank it, uh, analyze it, pick it apart. They gave up a whole bunch of points and yards today. Do they get a pass because in the end their field goal kicker made the field goal and they won the game and they got to go back and join the locker room and be a little smug because they did find a way to win? The offense really saved the defense's bacon. It's been the other way around a couple times this year, but uh, how is the coaching staff going to handle the defense off this win in New Orleans? 
I, I think that they, they have to be really honest with their personnel going into the next game. So most people will not know the name Jaguaski Tart, but he's the strong safety for the 49ers. He had a rib injury in the game against the Ravens, and he was playing at an all-pro level. Uh, he's not on the screen very often because he plays safety, so he's literally not on the screen on when you're watching on television. But what he does for the 49ers, he just holds everything together for him. And uh, he was clearly missing. Now, I don't know if he was 46 points against missing, but he was, um, yeah, his absence loomed large in that contest. You also have to just give a bunch of credit to Drew Brees. He, he's usually really fast throwing the ball out of the pocket, but he was extra fast today. Uh, I, I've never seen a guy so decisive. The amount of execution that he was able to put on like five, six yard throws was really actually spellbinding as counterintuitive as that sounds. He knew that the 49ers pass rush, which was pretty damn good all game, was going to get after him. And they, they, Sean Payton dialed up some awesome plays and Drew Brees just executed at a Hall of Fame level as he usually does and maybe even a little bit more so tonight. I, I, I think there is some level of you get a mulligan. They had back-to-back road games. They were away from home all week. This is a really difficult place to play in New Orleans. It's a weird start time. The Saints came out and just punched hard. Um, it's hard to kind of get your bearings after that. Everyone's got to play until they got punched, get punched in the <laughs> mouth. Um, but, man, it, 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 I, I, I'm concerned about Tart. They have gotten over so many injuries this season, and maybe now the Crows are coming home to roost. I, I don't know, but they, they got to get it right. At the same time, um, they had no problem saying uh, thanks to the offense, and the offense had no problem taking on the burden. Uh, the defense has saved their bacon more than a few times this season as well. Your point about Drew Brees, uh, again, very much on point. Um, how much does Garoppolo get out of this? He went mano a mano with a Hall of Famer, a championship quarterback, Put him on whatever list you want at whatever number you want, but he's one of the all-time greats in the history of the National Football League. And Jimmy Garoppolo beat him. Is this a coming-out game for Jimmy G? It is for us. I mean, honestly, like from the media perspective, from the general fans' perspective, we've seen Garoppolo play pretty damn well uh, over the last couple of weeks. He was great on that Thursday night game against Arizona on Halloween where he led the 49ers to a win. He was really good against the Packers on Sunday night football. In the big games, he has shown up. He was good on on the Monday night football game against the Seahawks that they uh, ended up losing in overtime, I thought. Uh, But this was his best game as a professional. Uh, He absolutely carried the 49ers to a win, like George Kittle carrying defensive backs on his back down to the 35-yard line. Um, It was was incredible. This is – this felt like a jump game for him in the biggest moment at the biggest time he came through and we've seen him kind of progress throughout this season. He started the year. The knock on him was all the talent in the world, but really inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. He can make some real boneheaded throws, but also some incredible throws on top of that. Everything that you want, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. So he looked kind of like a 50, 50 quarterback and then slowly, but surely he started to get more comfortable. And then he got, to a place where you go, he's rock solid. You got to take the bad with the good, but he's rock solid. And then over the last couple of weeks, you go, no, he's just good. He's just a good quarterback. He's not, he's not the best player on the team. He's probably not going to be in any MVP conversations in his career, but he's really good. And then tonight you look at him and you go, is that the best quarterback in the NFL? Now, obviously he's got to do it a couple more times, years and years of this. You don't get a hall of fame resume with one game, but the progression that he's on is really fascinating to watch. And he doesn't, give off anything 
honestly, in press conferences and side conversations, I have to think that that has something to do with playing for the Patriots for all those years. He just isn't going to let us inside uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's mind. But man, like you can see the confidence, you can see the clarity, you can see the decisiveness uh, with him on the field now. And if he can play like this, the 49ers defense can take two steps back because now they have a quarterback that matches their head coach. We already know that Kyle Shanahan is, is arguably the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. This is a head coach and quarterback league. And right now the 49ers look like they have two really, really good ones. And that's not something we could have said three weeks ago, three months ago, or even before the season. You mentioned George Kittle. And for me, I think he's kind of put some distance between himself and every other tight end in the National Football League. He is uh, unquestionably number one for me, and he's kind of opening it up as well. And to do him justice, you might start to want to compare him to just the best receivers in the National Football League. Not just the best (laughs) tight ends, but the best receivers. But he seems to fit that mold as you described the 49ers kind of understated that they laissez-faired it after this game, that it was just another win for them and they'll move on to next week. That seems to be Kittle's persona as well. Do you think that's holding him back from being as acknowledged as he should be with what he's doing week in and week out? Maybe, maybe, but I'll tell you this. If the 49ers go deep into the playoffs, they play in the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, and all those things are very much on the table. They're definitely going to the playoffs, and who knows where they go from there. They certainly have the talent to compete with anybody in the National Football League, as we've learned over the last couple of weeks. George Fiddle's going to get that recognition whether he wants it or not. And frankly, I, I, I go back and forth on acknowledging if he wants it. Uh, he will always be himself, though, and he is just kind of a goofball. He is a farm kid from Iowa, tough as nails. Uh, he enjoys blocking more than he enjoys receiving. And you might roll your eyes and say, yeah, everybody says that. I did a 30-minute sit-down interview with George Kittle before the season started, and he wouldn't shut up about blocking. I was trying to get him to talk about something else. He loves it so very much, and maybe that is the thing that really separates him. He is an elite receiver, as you mentioned. Not, not an elite tight end who can catch the ball, an elite receiver. And he is also one of the best run blockers in the National Football League. Position does not apply. What he is able to do in the run game for the 49ers is even more important than what he does in the pass game, as we saw in the end of this game. That's pretty damn important, too. Um, they are able to run behind him. Once he came back, he missed two games and in a little bit of a third, uh, right, right around the beginning of November, and they couldn't run the ball. And then he comes back, and they can suddenly run the ball again. And that is this team's offensive identity, power run and speed on defense. The defense didn't show up tonight, but they were still able to power behind George Kittle on the offensive line. There's no question that he's the best tight end in football. He's one of the best players in football. Position need not apply. And the 49ers are all in agreement. He's the best player on this team, and this team might be the best in the NFL. That's a pretty good statement. All right, uh, one last one for you. I'll use a phrase that I know you know because you've been covering National Football League teams for a while now. Uh, checking the 49ers schedule, you've got next to last week, Rams, big game. They're hanging in, trying to make the playoffs, defending NFC champions. Last game is Seahawks may come down to being either the number one seed or the five seed on who wins that game. No, we got a couple games to go before we get there, so not going to make any definitive statements, but the possibility exists. But next week, I got the Falcons. 
And the yeah. Falcons are playing a little bit better football. They're not going anywhere. They've had a disappointing season. They put a 40 spot up today against Carolina's defense, which is in San Francisco's defense. If ever there was a trap game, a look-ahead game on a team schedule this year in the NFL, I might circle this one above all others that the 49ers can get caught looking ahead to those final two games in division, Rams and Seahawks. Well, it's just the Falcons this week. How does the coaching staff avoid that from happening? Well, they are lucky in the sense that the NFC is so tight and the 49ers haven't actually gotten any room on the Seattle Seahawks just yet. They have a tiebreaker. The fifth tiebreaker way down the line was more or less decided today because the Niners beat the Saints. The Seahawks were not able to do so. So it would just come down to that Week 17 game should the teams be tied. But um, it's so tight that if you let down for a second, you're not just falling out of the one seed. You're falling all the way down to the five. The stakes are incredibly high. And frankly, you could fall down all the way to the sixth seed without much without much work if you just drop two games. If you lose to Seattle and you lose to the Falcons or you lose to the Rams, you're all the way down. You're going to make the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but you're all the way down at the sixth seed. So I think that that just being built in helps. I think that Kyle Shanahan has done an outstanding job, and it's clear that all of his players aren't just saying it but understand it. This league will humble you. The second that you start thinking that you're actually something, someone's going to come and punch you in the mouth. Even if it's an O and 11 team, if you start thinking that you got something worthwhile, there's really good players who are paid to hurt you on the other team. And they will absolutely do that because the last thing the NFL wants to have is big mouths. And so they are absolutely not pushing karma to the middle of the table and saying, you know, come at us. Uh, they, They know that one, they have no room to breathe, even after a huge game like this. And two, uh, if you are not humble, the NFL will humble you. And I think that that bodes well for them. That said, um, you know, the human condition, it always wants to let down, especially now going back. They've been away from um, San Francisco for the last week, week plus, because they stayed in Florida in between the Baltimore game and this one. Uh, Maybe just getting back into a sense of normalcy, help them, you know, calm down a little bit. Who knows? But, uh, Man, if they lose that game to the Saints, they're, they're going to they're gonna start free-falling even if they do win their final two games. of the, Or if they lose that game to the Falcons, they could start free-falling even though they do have uh, two division rivals down the stretch and all of it might be on the line in Week 17, which, damn, that's going to be a really fun game, I think, regardless of what happens. Man, talk be... about playoffs in the regular season. I mean, we've had a couple already. That one is going to take it to a whole other level. He'll be heading up to Seattle for that one. All right, I want to combine my last question with my thank you. Uh, so the game ends, and you go work the uh, locker room, and then you write your stuff. <laughs> Flying out tonight, waiting at the airport yeah. for a flight. What are you doing right now? I want to thank you in that you didn't go immediately to Bourbon Street because I can tell you gave us good, <laughs> concise, and direct answers. And if you'd gotten to Bourbon Street quickly, it might not have been the same interview we just did. Uh, when are you getting back to uh, San Fran? I'll get back on Monday in the afternoon, nice. but you can't you can't get any sort of you can't get any sort of flight out of New Orleans directly to San Jose or Oakland or San Francisco. So I'm actually going to take a really short flight to Houston tonight, just so I can guarantee that uh, I get out on the plane I need to get into in the morning because I, I got I got stuff to do tomorrow afternoon in the Bay. I, I can't be missing that. 
And frankly, if I if I didn't have anything to do to, tonight in New Orleans, I, I might not be getting yeah, on any planes you, for a while. You wouldn't be getting on a plane. You wouldn't come on with me. You'd already be <laughs> under your third or fourth hurricane. Well, I'm glad you're flying out tonight. Glad you came on with me. Thanks for the insight, Dieter. We'll talk again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 